Hello, and uh, welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I am Sri Ram Podakuchi with uh, Republic Services. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of uh, speaking with uh, Seth Rao, who is the CEO of First Eigen. So I wanted to ask you about data governance. You mentioned data governance and and the process being important and and quality is is an outcome of a good or a bad process, right? So can you yeah. can you talk a little bit about you know how can um, how can organizations think about data governance in terms of producing better outcomes and data quality is 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 a byproduct of of a good or a bad governance right <laughs> upstream yeah yeah so how should companies think about governance broadly speaking right right so um governance right now has been uh, so governance is a very broad term it refers mm-hmm. to uh, data privacy right um uh, data you know security uh, and the quality or the trustability of data and, and a few other things. So I'm going to focus only on the uh, on the usability, quality, and the trustability of data uh, side sure. of the governance. And the risk. So, and, the and, risk. and the risk as well, right? So yeah. good quality, bad quality. Again, risk is, you know, loss of privacy could be a risk. Loss sure. of security could be a risk. Uh, loss uh, Bad data itself is a risk. So I'll, I'll combine all of that. So um, to see on your question is, what should governance teams do to have good governance programs in place, right? Yep. Um, so just from a quality and trustability standpoint, mm-hmm. the current governance approach is absolutely unscalable mm-hmm. to ensure the data is trustable. Very laborious. Mm-hmm. They have to start looking to the next generation tools AI and ML have simplified life enormously. What Databug has done is it has taken this laborious process where people have to look at the data, figure out what are the rules that they need to put in to validate the data. Databug has taken that process and what would take four to eight weeks per table, it does it in like less than an hour Hmm. by using AI, ML, and automating that process. Mm-hmm. AIML has brought in unprecedented capabilities of computational horsepower to do mm-hmm. things which we as humans will take a long time to do. Mm-hmm. So the data governance teams are still quite backward in their thinking and saying everything has to be done laboriously. Mm-hmm. Instead, they have and they have to look at anti-fragile ways mm-hmm. of data governance. The current data governance process is very fragile. So I'm using the term from uh, you know, uh, Nassim Taleb's black swan, right? Uh, it has to be anti-fragile. Mm-hmm. Data is chaotic. Data is often random. Mm-hmm. If your processes break due to randomness, you have a bad process. Mm-hmm. It is not robust. It's not anti-fragile. So they have to look for tools that are built to be anti-fragile, that grow with randomness in the data, that become better due to randomness in data. Mm-hmm. So data governance team have to look beyond old ways of doing things and look at more anti-fragile tools mm-hmm. that have adopted AIML. Yep. 
and that can withstand the randomness in data and still protect the company from making bad decisions. Mm-hmm. It's a fundamental change in paradigm. Uh, and you know, that will also have to follow with cultural changes within the organization as well. Okay, good, thank you. And and as a follow-up question to that, what does like what does success look like for data governance programs, well-run data governance programs over long-term? So um, I, I want to go back to the concept of the dark data. So mm-hmm. what we've seen is even among financial services company and some of the largest banks, 90% of the data is dark data, which is very scary, right? Yeah. That's for banks. Yeah. How does it look for other people who are less, yeah, you know, who, who are less obviously data uh, uh, independent. Right. So the success is not looking for a nuclear meltdown to say, I've not had a meltdown, therefore I'm successful. That's too late. Mm-hmm. The right. success is the control of the process. So therefore, mm-hmm. The success is if we right now have 90% dark data, mm-hmm. the boards should monitor what is the percentage decrease in your dark data quarter over quarter or month over month. Mm-hmm. You cannot be at 90% and hope that everything in the end will work out okay because that data that you're not monitoring is used by finance, by marketing, by sales, by operations, and everybody. Right. Uh, we get annual health checks. Mm-hmm. Now, how often does the data get a health check? Forget about annual. They don't even have a decades check, right? right? It's ridiculous. So success is starting to acknowledge the fact that you know everybody pays lip service to saying, yeah, data is the new oil, data is the new gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but treat it like one. It is valuable. So mm-hmm. you know, make sure you monitor it. Make sure it is trustable. Make sure it is usable. So reduce mm-hmm. the dark data from 90% to less than 10%. At that point, I would say you're doing pretty good. So okay. it's tracking the amount of dark data, which should be the focus. Okay, thank you. Um, what do you think, a follow-up question to that, sorry. Um, you just, the light bulbs are going off in my head. But um, what what do you think are, in your experience, are like major roadblocks for for any organization to, one, effectively manage the risk, uh, in in data and and also more importantly having a good trustworthy you know to your point uh, decrease the dark data and all that have a trustworthy good quality data set for the organization what what are like yeah. the top three roadblocks that you routinely see so uh, the biggest one is organization culture. Mm-hmm. So the old way of trying to manage data is too deep. Mm-hmm. Everything is manual, which is just not scalable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, people have to embrace AI ML enabled software like DataWalk. And I think uh, with the growth of ChatGPT and other generative AI in the last literally four months, mm-hmm. uh, AI ML has become more acceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping uh, the organizations will change more rapidly. In the past, they were still very adherent to the manual ways of doing things. So the biggest roadblock is people thinking that they only people can validate the accuracy of data. Only people know what is right and what is wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is not truly the case. We have limitations. 
uh, you know, there's only so many things that we can remember, mm-hmm. only so many rules that we can figure out. Um, mm-hmm. The AI, ML, and computers have gone far, far beyond what we are capable of. Mm-hmm. And they can take some of the mundane tasks and they can automate it. Let sort of lean on them. Let them do yeah. the mundane. And the mm-hmm. humans can do something a lot more specialized, you know, uh, in order to validate data, for example, mm-hmm. uh, which is very use case specific, um, uh, you know, uh, use case specific, organization specific. There could be unique rules that need to be put into validated, and humans would know that. Right. Um, AIML would not be able to know every last atom of uh, data validation check that needs to be put in, but it will definitely do a very good job in figuring out broadly what is trustable and not trustable data. So mm-hmm. organizational thinking must change, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the biggest roadblock right now, the way we see it. Okay. What should, uh, in your view, like an organization that's just getting started, right, and an organization, they know that, you know, to your point, 80 to 90% of their data is dark. What are some of the things that you would advise them to do if they're just getting started and they want to establish mm-hmm. trust in their data and all that tools and technology apart? What would you advise them to do? You know, first two or three things they should do immediately, yeah. I guess. Great point. Um, I think this is a common um uh, common knowledge uh, uh, where if you spend a dollar in catching an error upstream mm-hmm. you lit- you would have saved a hundred dollars if that error had gone to the endpoint mm-hmm. propagated into multiple systems you catch mm-hmm. it at that point yeah so the cost is literally one is to a hundred mm-hmm. so organizations that are starting have two choices. They could start at the end point mm-hmm. where just before you're consuming your data, you're constantly monitoring the trustability of data. Mm-hmm. Or you could start upstream, maybe the data lake. Mm-hmm. As soon as the data comes within your organization, you start monitoring it. Mm-hmm. You can catch the errors and you will mi- minimize what's happening downstream. Mm-hmm. So depending on the criticality of what decisions are being made, one of these two paths can be taken. If it's a long-term program, you start at the lake. If you want immediate results, you start closer to the endpoint. In either way, the key thing is putting data trust monitors Mm -hmm. throughout your pipeline. Now, where you start is the question, but throughout Mm -hmm. the pipeline, you have to put data trust monitors. These are autonomous data trust sensors. Mm-hmm. They will give you the data trust score for every table, any point in time that table or file goes through that point in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. So that has to be uh, that has to be the first action companies have to take. Start with data trust monitors. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, well, another follow up question to that is, um, what? Um, how should organizations prioritize? Right. I mean. Do you start with the high impact, critical, or do you start with something that's simple enough where they can get in, get their feet wet, fine tune the process before they move to a more complex, more critical? Or would you start, would you advise organizations to start with the most critical because that's where most of the impact is? Yeah. So it's actually uh, most companies are people 
responsible doing that don't have the luxury of making that pick, right? Right. Uh, they can't say, no, I'm going to go with something super easy with low business impact. Right. Uh, <laughs> they probably will be looking for other opportunities very soon. Right. Um, so it is a very uh, specific question. Uh, fortunately, what we have seen is that the status of data is so far, mm-hmm. it's, it's so bad, it's so poor, mm-hmm. that you could literally start anywhere and you'll have an immediate impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are actually a lot of very easy turnkey opportunities within companies that will have mm-hmm. a dramatic impact. Right. Um, over time, you could get to the more complex problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of our Fortune 100 customers uh, just by replacing um, their data monitoring with data buck, mm-hmm. we're able to re- you know, reduce their error rates by 25% and more, mm-hmm. 25-50%. And they were able to redeploy the people that they were using in their data quality program to other areas. So they were able to reduce the cost and reduce the error as well. Mm-hmm. Straightforward stuff. Once you get that base people get the management buy-in and they can start expanding to more and more stuff. Um, but there are incredibly lot of opportunities, very easy for the plucking. Mm-hmm. Step in, throw it anywhere you want, you'll have a serious advantage. With that, thank you so much, uh, Seth Rao, for joining me today. Uh, please visit uh, cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews.